Hey, how you doing? Hello. We are back from summer break. We yes. are refreshed. We spent the last 15 minutes talking about drinking water. Yes, of course. Um, you got a new water bottle. So I got a new water bottle. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, yeah, I wish this was sponsored content so that we could get paid for how much I've been telling people about my new water bottle. Um, you know that that's a huge vice for me. One thing I like to purchase is water bottles. Um, just a big water gal. Yeah, me too. I, I like low-key want your water bottles. They have them in other colors. They do have them in other colors. You'll have to DM me. And the, different or, sizes. And I got the straw, but there's also a chug version. So Yeah, you'll have to send me what uh, like the link for I it. will have to send you, and I'll have to send you. I got sent, like, and this is a, like, <laughs> pre-sale password. Like, this, I think Ooh. this is technically, like, the beta version of this. Oh, but okay. But I was already on the, uh, on the invite list for this water bottle because, like I said, I'm a water bottle person. Yeah. Um, but the other one I got from this brand I liked, but I didn't love. I liked the functionality of it, but I didn't like the aesthetics. And so when this one came out, and this is like very aesthetic forward, yes, please. Yeah. Well, so people who don't know, it's a water bottle, and you're telling me that you put in like your activity level, your weight, your height, or, you know, just mm-hmm. like general personal information. It suggests mm-hmm. how much water you should drink. You can change that. And then if you're not keeping up with that, then it will alert you and it'll yeah. light up in very pretty colors and say, hey, bitch, yeah. start drinking more hey, water. Bitch, drink more water. But you know what's frustrating is I love to drink water. It, yes, of course, insulated. Um, I love to drink water, so I haven't been behind all day. So I keep making it light up. You can just press a button on your phone to make it light up. So I keep doing that to entertain myself because I haven't been behind yet. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Uh, we're all stuck inside. I feel like it's always no, exactly. easy to forget to drink water. Like, at, I feel like at work, I get, like, very – when I'm in the office, I'll be, like, just, like, mindlessly – or not mindlessly, I'll be concentrating on something or like reading emails and I just kind of like sit there and I'm like sipping from my camel back or whatever, yeah. mostly because it's like something to do. And then I'll like yeah. want to be able to get up and get more water or like get up and go to the bathroom. And so I drink way more water at work. Yeah. I have to actively, I have to actively make myself. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do is like every week, like I was telling you earlier, I set a goal for how much water I want to drink a day. Normally it's in between like it's like three or four liters and that's what I want to drink like during the work day. And then mm-hmm. normally I, I drink more after work too, but that's kind of like the, the baseline of where I want to get to before like I shut off my working computer, so to speak for the night. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I love, I love a water goal. Yeah. Well, and also for me, it's like I, I set goals for at the beginning of every week and they're normally like pretty similar. But and it's also a way that I can just continue to use my planner since there's also not a lot of reasons to use your planner during quarantine, especially as everything gets canceled, though. Oh, my gosh. I I was with my family a few weeks ago and I like had opened my Google calendar because I had like a birthday or something but I was looking and I was showing my dad and in August I had just nothing in my entire planner and then I was like look at like last November and I like scrolled back and I was like look how happy my life was look at all the movies and things I was doing yeah (laughs) now it's just blank white slate and it's depressing I mean at least we've kind of moved past the part where it was like you're just exiting out crossing out things 
Like that yes. was like springtime. Nothing planned. <laughs> was like, oh, all of your plans for the rest of the year. Yeah, those aren't happening. So now it's like all of the little things that I can kind of add in. I uh, right. am able to. And That's I'm like I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, put in that. You know, you're doing <laughs> this on this day. My fridge calendar is much more up to date on like record the podcast mm. or play D and D or et cetera, et cetera. Movie night Tuesdays, obviously. Yeah, but you're now like three times a week D and D. Yeah, well, it's it's. All, every week, I have two every week, and then I have one every other week. Oh. So it's every Monday and Wednesday, and then every other Thursday. Got it. Got it. So it's well, just what else? really, uh, I'm just so cool, you know? Like, yeah. like I have a water bottle, and I play D&D three times a week, and like definition just really cool. textbook definition <laughs> of cool. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, what else mm-hmm. have you been up to? We need, we need to play um, some catch up here. Yeah. So I was uh, in Savannah and my parents for two weeks, and then I went to the mountains for a weekend. Um, I've, like, literally, during quarantine, I've seen my family and two of my friends, and they went to Maine for Mm, two weeks. So everyone I know who has, like, secondary locations they can retreat to safely have done that. Um, So it's nice to be able to drive to Savannah. And it's nice that my parents' two places are, like, destinations people want to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to Savannah next week, but I'm kind of, like, I don't know. I wish I was going to the mountains because it's so hot in Savannah and it's so nice in the mountains. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I've been living the good life. Uh, and then I started a new TV show this weekend, and I'm just like excited to talk about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. To hear um, so about I'm it. definitely. It's going to be my weekly recommendation, but I'll spoil it here because I I can't decide if you're going to be proud of me or how you're going to feel about this because Friday Night Lights. One of the no no no, no. I would have told you that I would be texting <laughs> you like absolutely through that I would never do that in secret uh, <laughs> but I'm also just gonna not do it no I'm just kidding but one thing that we don't have in common oh is um you like Bravo shows yeah and I have fallen down a well <gasps> of Below Deck. <laughs> oh, I've never watched Below Deck. <laughs> Below Deck is so good. I'm obsessed. I went to my sister's house yesterday just to not be at my house, and she was watching a season of Below Deck, and I just like sat down, and we were going to watch a movie, and so we were like, okay, we'll finish this episode of Below Deck, and then we'll watch the movie. But every episode <laughs> isn't like a full charter. So like a guest comes on for a charter. So I was uh-huh. like, I want to finish the charter. So we have to watch the next episode. So we watched the next episode. And then I was like, okay, Darcy, <laughs> we could watch the movie. I'd be happy to watch the movie. I'd also be happy to keep watching this. And she's like, okay, let's keep watching this. So then we watched a whole season yesterday. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, well, let's see who comes back for the next season. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. yeah, Below Deck isn't one that I watch. I watch um, right now my favorite TV show and the one that I'm consistently like the most excited for is Real Housewives of New York. So I knew New York was on. <laughs> oh my god, New York is so great. It's like by far the best. Well, it's by far the best Bravo show, but by far the best Real Housewives uh, mm-hmm. series as well. But yes, we watch. Um, New York, I watch OC, and I watch Beverly Hills. And Beverly Hills is on right now, as is New York. And then I typically watch Vanderpump Rules and uh, um, um, Southern Charm. 
Mm, yes. But like, is Southern of, Charm still on? Well, so there's a lot of controversy or questions because basically mm-hmm. all of the women from that show quit. So mm-hmm. and then and then the pandemic. So I don't know if they've right. fully figured out what's going to be that right. show. Um, right. <laughs> but it was like kind of similar to what you were saying. Where like I I had a friend come in town for South by, and Southern Charm was starting up, and it was like uh, they were doing a re- like a marathon of all of the past episodes mm-hmm. from the first season, and she was just like kind of put it on mindlessly, and then I was like, wait, what is this? Like it's kind of like. I don't know. It's they're uh, addicting to watch all these yeah. shows because they're so no, ridiculous. 100%. And I then I feel like I cannot recommend Real Housewives of New York more. And then Steph and I have now been going back since I just started watching uh, like Real Housewives in the past like three years or so. We've gone back and started from the very beginning with Real Housewives, and so now we're like playing catch up on the back end. That's what I think is intimidating for me on Housewives is there's such a back catalog of lore and there's a lot of spin-off type things. You don't have to. Like you can just kind of pop in. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's what I've done with all of them and then gone back and watched earlier stuff just because, you know, can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's me with Blow Deck and I mean, it's just high drama. Yeah. They're, They're working a ton um, and then, you know, there are difficult guests and, you know, some drama about um, <laughs> things being folded or not folded. Yeah. I think the same part of me that likes Downton Abbey likes Blow Deck because it's very much upstairs, <laughs> downstairs, you know. Um, yeah. There's always like a chef. Uh, I'm sure I Andy Cohen would appreciate that I- comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so the chef in the last season I watched, I was really entertained by. And then this season there was a new chef and he was like not nearly as entertaining. And I'm like, we got to get this dud out of here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I have strong opinions. Um, you know, you have to have a boat crush. Um, Who's yours? Eddie. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'll have to look him so, up. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you his deets. Um, but it's it's funny because I'm watching, I mean, the season I watched yesterday aired in 2014 and then I like called my mom. And I'm like, can you believe <laughs> that Kate said to Kat? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so below deck. Nice. <laughs> I just was like, I feel like Noriega is going to really be proud of now, me. Now, <laughs> well, you, so we had, were kind of deciding if we wanted to record today or tomorrow and Part of me Uh selfishly was like, I want to find out what this TV show is that she's been binging because Uh I'm in need of some TV shows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now maybe I'll. You might need to. You might need to get into Blow Deck. But then, of course, I've always. I've always. There's like, well, there's Blow Deck Mediterranean. Right, and then there's Blow Deck. There's like a sailing one. I don't remember. Blow Deck. I'm watching classic Blow Deck. My family, my sister and my mom have religiously watched Blow Deck since like basically when I went to college, I think. So they know everything and I'm just now getting into it. Okay. Um, but Med is on right now, but I've been watching classic, which is like in the Bahamas. Mm. Um, and I started with season two. And I, of course, like I'm sitting here like, and I would recommend you start with season two, but the only episodes of Blood I've seen are seasons two and three. <laughs> but I do think it works. I like it as, um, I don't know, you can definitely like watch some, but there is definitely like an arc throughout a season because it's like they're on the boat for six to eight weeks straight. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like three day charters so a guest will come on for three days and drama ensues yeah well and so i would recommend new york overall with the other real housewives for you not only because it's the Mm -hmm. best but because uh like i've noticed that beverly hills is the worst culprit of this but there's like two dramatic things that happen a season and they just drag Mm -hmm. it out the entire season long and then the next season they like flash back to it and it's just like Mm -hmm. New York resolves that drama like someone says a really assholey thing they get called Mm -hmm. out and we move on and so it's like really easy just to like jump into yeah yeah because those those women know like incredible television I'm like I'm just saying I love these people Um, Yeah, once I'm done on the high seas, I'll definitely want to hit the city, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I will put... uh, (laughs) Also, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing. The past few days, like, all I've been doing are lounging and watching Below Deck and barely closing my exercise ring. But (laughs) um, it's definitely something that you could just put on in the background and not pay attention to and be typing away at a slide deck and then look up and be like... (gasps) Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Did Rocky just jump off the side of the boat? Yeah, that's like essentially what I do on Fridays. It's like <laughs> Steph and I leave our rooms for the first time during the work week <laughs> and we sit on the couch and we just we get we watch the Beverly Hills episode, the New York episode from that week and then just go back and watch the yeah. other seasons on Hulu. So, yeah, this is yeah. going to be the worst week for that for me. It's my last week of interns and my first week in new hires. But after this smooth sailing, I'm sure nothing will go wrong. My job's always easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> totally great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Perfect. Anyway, so that's a little mini segment on what I did this week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. In our time off, I went on a little trip out to New Mexico. Yes. Which was so fun. And I want to go back. Or really, I just... A birthday wanna... trip. Want yes. So happy birthday. Oh boy, thank you. Um, I desperately want to go back or just get out at all. Just anywhere I'll go. Uh what else? I saw the rental at the drive in. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. I don't think have you seen that movie yet? No, I haven't. It was good. I have a whole backlist. I literally yesterday I had three movies that I wanted to watch and Instead of watching them, I watched the night before, and then I went to my sister's and watched Below Deck for eight mm. hours. So I'm not really being the best me I can be, but I am getting by. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, a special like screening in the woods, and it was really cool because they, obviously they had a screen. It was at the drive-in, but you were out of your car, and like we brought lawn chairs. We, we actually bought like a – Michael was like, if only they had like – um lawn chair love seats and I was like I wonder if they do have that and then I looked it up and they do and so we got one from Target and then brought like one of his like little tables so we'd have like a footstool we got like all mm-hmm. the snacks and candy uh the rental is entertaining it's like thrilling but it's not mm-hmm. super duper scary and it's like 90 minutes long it's you know what movie I was thinking about the other day did you ever see The Lodge no mm. I was just thinking about it. Oh. Never mind. I have nothing else to say. But the rental sounds like The Lodge, and they're both like horror movies from this year. I was yeah. just reminded. Yeah, I recommend it. I mean, it was doing well in the box office. Yes, um, so which is good. a weird thing to say these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Oh, my gosh. Great I, box office. <laughs> I was driving yesterday, 
down the highway and we passed by a movie theater and it must be like a dollar theater but like mm-hmm. on the marquee it had like little women and I forget what other movies but I was like I fully saw those movies in like November of last year how are they on, yeah. how are they still playing and I was like oh yeah the world's been on pause for right Right. (laughs) there's nothing else that came out i talked about that on mad about movies i i was saying like so much of my like year like my circadian rhythm my year clock is based on like what movies you watch when in theaters and so like i feel like i got messed up first by not going to south by because we didn't see south by movies and then like before that like everything early in the year is just kind of like a hodgepodge of things you know like well it's either like the invisible man like emma none of those fit one category no And then before that, it's just like all the Oscar movies. And I'm like, this year, I'm just all messed up because normally I'm like, I, the midpoint is like, all right. And then we start seeing the blockbusters and that's like the separation between art house and Oscar. And (laughs) I'm just all wrong. Yeah. It's like the beginning of the year is like art house, Oscar movies, and then like thrillers, bad rom-coms comedies uh, <laughs> like the ones that they're just trying to dump and get rid of like t- yeah. throwaway movies and then it, yeah we go into like summer blockbuster and then we go into like uh i i guess like the like higher budget directors who are like kind of respected yeah. Kind of the Nolan until, slot. <laughs> well, he's like got that summer slot, but like kind of like Nolan yeah. movies. It's late those summer. will come out like late summer, early fall. Like when like Once the Joker time in Hollywood, came out. Yeah. The Joker. Excuse yeah, me, just yeah, Joker. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I can't believe we both just did that. You're going to have to fix this in post. Yeah. We'll get bullied online. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure to do that. But yeah, I'm no, it's kidding. been nuts. I would do anything to go to a movie. Um, I was strongly considering, (laughs) I like, I DM'd Alamo to be like, will you play the Mad Max Fury Road Chrome Edition? Because if they'll Mm -hmm. play that, like I'll pay the $160 myself and then my friend just have to buy tickets, you know? (laughs) Um, I just, I want to go to the movie. Like I, I was talking about it yesterday. I was like, I would do anything to just sit in a movie theater. I would watch the dumbest movie. But if I could just sit there and not talk to anyone and eat mozzarella sticks and pizza and maybe get a little kid's milkshake and a cookie, like, that would be my dream come true. Yeah. Can you imagine how much food you're going to order from Alamo once they open back up? Yeah, of course. I'm going to order the buffalo chicken um, Good. <laughs> buffalo chicken cauliflower, except I recently started getting them with the Thai chili sauce instead of buffalo. And then I'm going to get a beer and, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, maybe avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, I know you really like their avocado toast. I'm not I like too, the avocado toast. I'm not too big of a it's fan. It's thrilling to think about. I, I mean, I'm all messed up because... I like want to go to Alamo. I want to go to a theater. I want everything to be back the way it used to be, obviously. But I also just like, like, you know, like you said, when we watched Mad Max, like I was like so high on Mad Max. Like it made me so happy and it was thrilling and it was like a jolt of energy. And I want to see something new like that, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh, we're supposed to get a fast movie. We're supposed to get a Bond movie. We're supposed to get, you know, like these things that would like, you know, jazz you up. And I'm like, Wonder Woman. Tenets, Wonder Woman, like all that stuff is like the things that you want to see in theaters. 
Top Gun, of course. Um, and so now, like, I mean, I, I will definitely. I'm. What, what else am I doing? What else am I spending money on? I'll I'll pay thirty whatever water bottles for apparently. On. Uh, yeah, well, hey, don't shame me. <laughs> I saw that but, the $30, is, it's going to stay in your library. So you, I guess you're not renting it, you're buying it. Yeah, yeah. Which is and like so a little I'll comforting, but it's on. also like... Well, I also split my Disney Plus account with a bunch of people, so like bite that bullet for the team. Um, but I... But it's not the same as seeing something in theaters and having like a whole crowd react to it on opening weekend. Well, you that's know? why like, I, like, I don't even care about Avengers, but I like to go on opening weekend because everyone's so excited to be there. Yeah. Well, and that's why we went and saw the rental because um, it was like, yeah, I could rent this movie. But like, I don't know. There's like something a little bit more excited with like getting out of your house. And even though we were like yeah. sitting in like the like the backyard of the drive-in and watching it I mean it just like it felt different and I got so happy and so excited because I was like it feels like I'm actually at the movie theater even though it was like so far from being the movie theater like that's the closest Mm -hmm. like we have right now yeah and also like horror movies are like a communal experience you know like even if it's not that scary I think it's still exciting yeah so I'm like Fortunately, the theater here has a deal with IFC, so they have mm-hmm. new releases come through here. So, like, the new, like, um, Jermaine Clement and, um, yeah, why can't I think of her last name? Britta from Community, like, that movie is playing there right now. Jillian Jacobs. Jacobs. I was like, it's not Jillian Bell. Um, yeah, no, Jacobs. Actually, I think it's Gillian. I know, yeah. I know it's spelled, like that but i just yeah well, I, i'm not gonna say gillian <laughs> yeah um they'll be playing tesla which i think micah and i are planning to go see which is like that movie i've heard is like pretty shitty but i'm like it has ethan hawk yeah. and he's oh, like oh it's about <laughs> nikolai tesla wow and i'm like yeah sure let's go see sure. it i don't know get me out of the house <laughs> whatever let's do something. yeah I'm bummed that, I mean, I thought for a while they were saying Palm Springs was going to play in uh, drive-ins, and then it wasn't playing here. And it I is think now, that kind of all or it was through. like a couple weeks ago when I it looked. It was, but it wasn't when it started, and right. I'm impatient. I can't be the last person to see the new Andy Samberg. Hello, have you met me? Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think of other developments. Oh, I'm on the kitten hunt. You're on a kitten hunt. I met two Nora's kittens today, so I have to decide between the two. Ugh, and cruel. I want them Sophie's choice. So you should try to convince someone you know to get the brother. Well, Michael was like, "Well, there's six kittens in total. Oh, three gosh. of them are boys." So I I looked at the three boys, and then I've down selected. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, when we were leaving, he was like, seeing the kittens makes me kind of want one. I was like, do it. Get a kitten. And then oh they'll be like, they will both have kittens. And he was like, That's the problem no. with going to see the the cats, though, is I went with cat. And there was like one cat that was really like liked me. And I was like, I'm not going to get a cat. Also, I came with my roommate to get a cat. We don't need two cats. Yeah, you do. Um, you do. No. I got a rabbit now. I got a baby. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully. Also, I love that you said I down selected. You're such a procurement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully I'll be getting a new new kitten sometime in the next couple weeks. So keep an eye out on the Instagram for that. Yeah. But that's pretty much. I think that might be it. 
right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I know. I mean, it's one of those things I'm like, we haven't recorded in weeks, but nothing's happening. Yeah. I mean, like, Mike and I went to a brewery. We, like, went out in Austin, just the two of us, for the first time since before uh, COVID. So that was pretty exciting. Before days. (laughs) It was pretty exciting uh, just to get out of the house. Yeah, um, but it's still not like, I don't know, things used to happen, you know? You used to go to a party and something would happen or someone's friend would do something or we'd go to South by and there'd be drama. Well, now it's like, yeah, I drank a beer outside. Yeah, exactly. That's basically <laughs> what it was. Where it, and it was like very much like, okay, let me check with like the friends that I'm going to be seeing to like the next day to make sure they're comfortable with us going. And then they're, if they're comfortable with us going, well, we still need to make sure that it's like A-okay. So he lives close to this place. So we'll just do a drive-by and if we get there and we're not comfortable we just can leave you know it was like very much it wasn't as like easy breezy as being like hey they have a new beer that I want to try let's go but it was still fun and it was still nice and fortunately Austin Travis County is uh doing better as far as Texas is concerned because it's a real shit show here um Mm -hmm. I think like out of the major cities we're doing the best so that's good yeah but yeah take the small wins yeah i mean i have no idea i like i have gotten to where i don't want to look it up anymore it's not really gonna affect the decision making so i'm just like living in ignorance (laughs) did you feel the earthquake no oh not okay but it's been very much uh, you know people are talking about it (laughs) there was an earthquake in I mean, north of us. I think it was closer to Charlotte. If yeah, I'm my dad felt it, he said. Understanding correctly, but I did not feel it. But I also, I can't remember when exactly it happened, but it was also, like, during a time where I wouldn't have been paying attention. Like, Yeah, I think it was while people were sleeping. Yeah. While you were sleeping. So, while you were sleeping. <laughs> we, should, we should watch While You Were Sleeping. Should we? <laughs> a Peter Gallagher picture. <laughs> <laughs> Should we? Definitely not the most important. <laughs> no, I guess we should. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, it's not the weirdest thing I've suggested <laughs> during quarantine. <laughs> well, one thing that has come out that's been newsworthy is that Emmy nominations were released. Dun, 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 dun. Meaning it's it- exciting. I mean, like, anytime, like, they had, like, a live Emmy announcements, and we all dropped everything to watch them, and I'm like, this is how desperate I am for a semblance of normalcy, because I'm normally, like, our friend, our dear friend Bryce is, like, very much up to date on all nominations uh, for all award shows, and I have probably kind of been ignoring the Emmys in the past, because they seem to come at such a weird time of year, and I'm always so confused as to what they cover, um, it's very Grammy in my head where you're like, okay, so Succession season two is included, but I May Destroy You isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, well, Succession season two is so good, but it was, it did feel like a long time ago. I wish it was like right after Succession season two. Yeah. The Emmys is always, it's, they're like, what? Are, they're still getting awards for that? And it's just always so yeah. out of sync. So. Right. And I always feel like, and it's, it's, it's kind of a detriment because it's normally like the, the Golden Globes are happening when I'm like really paying attention to award season. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can't remember now if Succession season two was nominated for Golden Globes last year. 
Mm. But it's I since they have such different overlap time periods, I'm just always way more aware of the globes, even though they're bullshit, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all this to say, Emmy nomination and succession, <laughs> succession got so many noms, which is so exciting. I'm feeling good about it. I mean, <laughs> season two of Succession, I would say was probably this podcast's favorite season of television last year. Well, well did Fleabag season, season two, two was count? last year. I know. Last year was, TV last year was so good. Um, I mean, obviously everyone was let down by Game of Thrones, but there was so much other exciting stuff earlier in the year. I mean, I think we talked about so much more TV last year than we than we are this year, which is funny because TV is one of the things that hasn't really been affected. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, and we're it's still, exhausting like, watching to keep up with things. Right. But it's exhausting to keep up with Westworld. Like, that a whole season of Westworld came out during quarantine and, like, oh, really? <laughs> kind of couldn't give two fucks. <laughs> like, I was getting caught up on um, that the other day. I was like, yeah, I can't yeah. watch that. I don't care. Watchmen was really good. Was that this year? Was that last that year? was last year. Damn. Yeah, lots of good TV last year. This year, yet to be seen. But I haven't started Perry Mason. No, I haven't finished. I may destroy you, but I really liked it. Oh, obviously, caught up on Insecure. Yep. But um, I mean, great, la- great most recent season. But everyone has known Insecure has been excellent for years. It's not like I don't know Fleabag season two kind of like really shocked me because I wasn't aware of Fleabag season one. Yeah. I'm not up to date on Killing Eve. No, I haven't watched Killing Eve yet. Uh, Of the ones that have been nominated that are like some of the new things that have come out that I've seen. Well, I guess we can quickly do like drama series is Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. So, I mean, I watched all of Ozark. Uh, this year, everyone I know really likes Ozark, and I I don't I just think can't, you would like I it. I just can't. I just can't do it. I think I know. I I know exactly what it is, <laughs> and so I'm like, if I don't think I like it, then why would I do it? I don't know. Yeah, I trust I don't, you. I don't think it's um. I think that it's like it obviously it has like some chaos and there's like scheming and whatnot, but I think that you want more flair to it you know like uh-huh. like like killing eve is like a, a spy show but also it's like fun outfits and like quippy lines and whatnot and like very cool set design and ozark doesn't really yeah. have that and i think that's kind of it doesn't have yeah. that little x factor that you look for or what i yeah. would associate with you thank you good. i <laughs> yeah i haven't watched the mandalorian i watched like no, an episode and i was like kind of slow (laughs) and I'm not like a huge Star Wars person so like when it didn't like get me right off the bat I was like I can leave this and then also like Pedro Pascal's hot but they don't let him take his helmet off so it's kind of like what's in this for me (laughs) yeah Um. (laughs) like Better Call Saul I don't know anyone who watches yet every year gets nominated for Emmys and I'm like apparently I saw something that someone was like this is like the first year Better Call Saul's earned the nomination but like I always have it on my list of shows to watch just because, like, I watch Breaking Bad. I like Uh, Bob Odenkirk, and it gets nominated every fucking year. And then I just, like, haven't ever done it. Um, The Crown I don't watch. That's definitely not your shit. Uh -uh. Like, the same way that you know Ozark isn't for me, I know The Crown isn't for you. Yeah, like, (laughs) Handmaid's Tale I watched the first season, and, like, even though it has Love of My Life, Bradley Whitford, 
it's very much something can't. I'm not trying to watch during quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> I can't watch that. I'll watch that in like November when we have a different president. Um, when times are good, we'll watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I need to be like shocked into reality because my life is so great, then I'll watch that, Handmaid's Tale. Nor, nor that may never happen again. <laughs> you know what, Meg? It's, nor it's going to be your wedding night and you're going to get back to the hotel and be like, <laughs> now's the time. Handmaid's Tale season two. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Um. Ugh. Yeah, Killing Eve. I love Killing Eve, but I always watch that mm-hmm. like after the fact because it's a BBC show. You binge. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian. I didn't watch that. Ozark. I watched all of it during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Stranger I watched. Things we talked we about liked. the show. Succession. Yes. Obviously, Succession. I've been really thinking about rewatching Succession. My sister hasn't watched it, and we're going to Savannah next week, and I'm like, maybe I can convince her to watch it. But I think. I think in the same way that a little too tough for Darcy. I was just about to say in the same way Ozark isn't for me and the crown isn't for you. Succession might not be for Darcy. I just think you like bore on the floor and how Darcy like might cry. Right. I and I was like and I was like I was not really trying to sell her on it, but but the funny thing is my parents do really like succession. And my parents have more in common with Darcy than they have with me. I mean <laughs> on the whole, I guess. But cuz like my mom I remember when we when they started it, I was she was like, "Who's your favorite character?" and I was like, "Roman Roy." And she's like, "What a fucking nightmare!" And then like two seasons later, her and my dad are like, "Well, yeah, obviously." Oh my god, he's they're all um, so great, and I'm so excited that Karen Culkin and Nicholas Braun both got nominated along with why oh can't gosh. I think of the guy's name, Tom? Uh, you'll that get would it be before Matthew me. McFadden. Matthew McFadden. Sup? No. Yeah, it's spelled like McFadden. Oh, my water bottle lit up. I think I hit my goal. Nice. Um, on, live on the air. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Brian Cox and um, mm-hmm. Jeremy Strong. Sarah Snook. And Sarah Snook. Yeah. On top of Great like cast. a bunch of other stuff, too. And you know what? I'll say it. <laughs> Jerry deserved the nom too. Oh my god, obviously. <laughs> She's so great on Twitter. She's probably like She's really great on Twitter. The biggest delight. She also yeah. like really I mean, plays I think- into it too. Yeah, I I think um, she's very fun on Twitter. She always responds to, um, so it's J. Smith Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. And she always responds to people on Twitter and like responds to Jerry and Roman memes and is just married to <laughs> Kenneth Lonergan, which is fucking mind-blowing to me always. Oh, we just watched um, Manchester by the Sea like a couple weeks ago. Do you back. think they would adopt me and like we could live on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> what a couple. I don't know. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah. My I no- think I could go out and catch some lobsters for me, Kenneth Lonergan and Jason Cameron. <laughs> and we could talk about what Karen Culkin's like on oh set. My God. I bet he's exactly, he's like zany as all get out. Like he's, I think so. What was it that he said to Nicholas Braun? Like, if Nicholas Braun beats him... Braun wins, I'm going to punch him in the dick, I think. (laughs) It was like, they all reacted. Like, Jeremy Strong had, like, this very eloquent statement that was like, I'm so honored and excited to be recognized in this way with an incredible cast and writers. And then... uh, (laughs) He is. And then um, (laughs) Karen Culkin was like, if I lose, I'm going to punch him in the dick. (laughs) It's so fun. 
to yeah. think and about how Nicholas Braun was like tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just like so true to form. Um, it's it's so fun to think that like Kieran Culkin is the one who's the most successful. Yes. Rory I... was in Waco. Uh, Mike and I also watched that. I think we talked about it on here, but he's mm-hmm. in Waco. Macaulay, I don't know what he was doing except for he had the pizza uh, underground years ago. Or whatever. <laughs> it's my dream to see them in concert. I'm like, throw pizza <laughs> at me, please. Um, <laughs> anywho, okay, so quickly, the comedy series uh, that were nominated are Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, and that reminds me, we should talk about just quickly um mm-hmm. how Shit's Creek got so many noms and how exciting yeah, Shit's Creek is. did really well and we I was could, really like, excited feel the glee radiating yes. off of our phones from Bryce just being so goddamn <laughs> happy that Shit's Creek got all the noms that he wanted yeah there's a good comedy's good this year I'm you like dead to me it's on I my list really I'm like gonna watch to it I promise see and that's the um, thing where it's like that's like in Ozark where there's like some scheming and like that's situation I think dead to me is much more like you recommended that specifically for me and I trust that's because you know, you know well, it has so that like is fun actually on my fashion. list Ozark is not yeah, it's like they're like in Southern California. So like the houses and like everything's really pretty. And like, yeah, they're wearing cool clothes. And yeah. Christina no, Applegate is like so tight. And it's a. sassy. It's, you would like that one. And it's yeah, not no, in I'm, like I'm blue filter, <laughs> like Chino Vision. If, if I watch Dead to Me and catch up on The Good Place, then the only thing that I haven't seen is the Kaminsky <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess I thought when that I don't know anything about that show except for I thought it was like a limited series, right? And I thought it was a made-up show that like existed in Thirty Rock. Um, <laughs> it does not sound like a real thing to me, but I guess some people really enjoyed the Kaminsky method. Whatever. It seems like it doesn't seem like anything that people are actually watching. Um, but I was really thrilled about what we do in the shadows too because I loved that season. Yes, yeah, Steph and Austin, and I really did not see that, that coming at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to finish The Good Place. I'm literally on the last episode, but it, mm-hmm. I like it came out right at um, like the same week or like the week after Niles passed. And it's mm-hmm. like you I couldn't take any emotion. No. Well, and it's like very much like a, you know, moving on kind of mm-hmm. scenario. And so I'm like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't really ready for that. So I think I might just like right. restart The That's... Good Place because the last season there's one episode and I loved it so much and I watched it multiple times because it's like so good and so sweet. So um, I think the good place, this is maybe one of the like best season or it's like mm-hmm. all every other season. It's been like, everyone loves the good place. Everyone thinks it's like so smart and so wonderful. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's like good. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like this season has really impressed me. Weirdly, I haven't watched curb. Um, I think everyone really liked the season of Curb, but I think, like, I don't think Curb is going to do well because I don't think people want Curb, like, now. Like, Curb's not a show that you want to, like, like, you could just turn on fucking Shit's Creek or The Marvelous Miss Maisel while you're in quarantine and, like, just be, like, the happiest little clam. Yeah. Curb is, like, you kind of have to address the world at large yeah. <laughs> with Curb. Um, I don't know. I think... I feel like Maisel has cleaned up a lot in the past couple of years, and I'm hoping that's just kind of slowing down, even though I thought this was a really great season, but I want other stuff to, you know, 
I want Shit's Creek. Yeah, one. that's the thing is I. <laughs> Or Insecure, I'd be really thrilled if Insecure won. Yeah. I think that with Marvelous Miss Maisel, it gets nominations every year just because it's gotten nominations in the past. Uh, Right. Like, this season was fine. It was good. I mean, I always enjoy watching the Marvelous Miss Maisel. I wasn't looking forward Mm -hmm. to it. So, yeah, I would rather, like, I would, I know that it's, like, kind of ridiculous to think of, like, Schitt's Creek as the underdog. Because in my mind, in my it mind, is. I'm like, it's like this, like little Canadian show, and like, yes, we Canada, you know, we just we just watched TS4 <laughs> you just watched the other Toy day. Toy Story Four again. <laughs> but um, and it's like I like I know Eugene Levy is like very popular, and like I'm not no, trying to discredit oh, like, Dan Levy no, or anyone. But pop TV up against HBO is like inherently the underdog. Yeah, like what the fuck else is on pop TV? <laughs> I've never heard of it. I didn't know what it was either. I was just like, how do I watch this show live? So, you know, I like, I, I really want Schitt's Creek. I like Schitt's Creek is, is so touching. And obviously that's why like mm-hmm. everyone loves it. It's like, not and only this is, is the it last funny, chance to. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing is like, you, you always root for it when it's like, this is it. There's no more opportunity. Yeah. Like, Catherine O'Hara deserves that. Catherine O'Hara is absolutely my number one. If I could put all my chips behind someone, I'd put it behind Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Well, and so lead actress in comedy is Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. They've, uh, they have, I think, one more season. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Miss Maisel, Linda Cardellini, Dead to Me, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Issa Rae, Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. I think it's. I feel like I know I'm being excited. I think it's Catherine, but it could be Issa or it could be Rachel Brosnahan again, but I hope it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much we truly want to go into the all the noms. Um, I guess we could run through just like. I feel like we've kind of hit the highlights. I mean, limited series, I still don't know what makes a limited series versus a television show. Just one season? Because, like, I know Watchmen is only one season, but it's 10 episodes. It was a TV show, you know? Um, But they got a ton of nominations, which is good because I loved Watchmen. Yeah, it's Um, Little Fires Everywhere, Miss America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox Watchmen. Oh, we have to talk about normal people, even though neither of us have watched it. Oh, I've been reading the book, and it's... (laughs) horny as fuck i am like fully aware it's horny and i am just saving it for when that's what i want (laughs) like when i need the horniness it's for sure on my list (laughs) yeah um i mean it's not like it's not like 50 shades thirsty but there's like obviously some sex in it right no I, i understand uh yeah so we have lead actor in a tv movie or limited series paul mescal Normal mm-hmm. people. Paul Mezcal having the best quarantine of any of us, wearing yes. great shorts and walking around London. <laughs> Chains. Yeah, no. Seems great. Also, the fact <laughs> Must that be they're nice. all so young is I. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to come to terms with, but yeah. So um, he's up against Jeremy Irons from Watchmen, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, Jeremy Pope from Hollywood, and Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. See, but that's what I'm saying. It's crazy that he's up against. Well, Hugh Jackman, because that's a movie, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and I know it's TV movie or limited series, but like, I don't know, that just seems crazy. <laughs> I did like Bad Education. Yeah, but, I remember you did. Um, I haven't seen it and, yet. I mean, Jeremy Irons really 
came to play too but i i'd be happy if paul mezcal won just because um i support my friends and everyone wants paul to win i think this one <laughs> falls under like it for him it's probably an honor to be nominated and yes. my guess is no one thinks he's gonna win except for maybe mm-hmm. some of our friends um because right. they want to will it into existence But I think it would be a fun upset, even though neither of us have seen the performance. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, like, ultimately, he's probably just, like, elated. I think he's, like, 24 years old. And, yeah, he's up against, like, fucking Mark Ruffalo, who... Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's, like, (laughs) up against people who, like, they blink (laughs) on a TV show and they're, like, nominated, you know? That's what I love about TV these days is, like, it's... It's for everyone. Oh, yeah. We're in the golden age of television. Like, everyone wants to be on TV. Like, just, like, the power and, like, the names of these, like, the people who've been nominated. It's it's nuts. So I mean, no. The supporting actress TV, Uzo Duba, Tony Collette, Margot Martindale, Jean Smart, Holland Taylor, Tracy Ullman. Like. Yeah. Those are names, bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> came to play. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, hopefully, I think it'll be fun to watch. Should we come okay, around Okay, the last soon? thing I wanted to bring up, because it's another show I don't watch, but Zendaya for Euphoria. People really Oh, yes. And I know you did watch. I did watch. I saw all the penises. Um, right. Very exciting. I, um, yeah, I think that she, she does a lot. I mean, her mm-hmm. character background is that she's like a recovering slash still a attic and mm-hmm. so yeah it's just like a lot a lot of that and um just like the hardships of growing up and she's really like out she's like putting herself out there she's like definitely she came to play um also well i guess the emmys will be at home like it will everyone just be at home so I, I think so i would say i'm yeah, excited to see what kind i would of love to see a speech i don't know how they're gonna do it <laughs> Do you think they're going to, like, have a Zoom call and then they're like, all right, we're unmuting Zendaya? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would love to see everyone still get all dressed up. I don't know. I wonder if there is a way that they can kind of, like, make this. Or maybe just, like, for – so the Real Housewives of New York reunion was just filmed this week, and they did them in person, but everyone wore masks. And so, mm-hmm. like, there are a lot of, like, fashion masks so like mm-hmm. that would be really cool because you know Zendaya know, but would show up. They're not gonna have that many people. You know, in one place. I feel like even though Disney World is open. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can only hope. So we'll have I to love stay fashion tuned. masks. Yes, I've been a real mask bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, the Emmy Awards themselves will air September twentieth at eight p.m. on ABC, in a ceremony hosted once again by Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh, we cool. haven't even talked about Ellen. Oh, God. What is there to say? The fall of. And how the fucking celebrities of. are defending. And just like, I know it's obviously not the same as like the Me Too movement. Very different. But also it's yeah. like kind of the same thing where it's like silencing people. Or it's like yeah. negating what people are saying and being like, well, that was in my experience. It's like, yeah, well, like Harvey Weinstein didn't molest everyone and wasn't like right. a... Like a pervert but like that doesn't make it any less true for the people that did experience it i think it is one of those weird things where like as people who are aggressively online like we've known that ellen's had a bad (laughs) reputation for a long time for like you know 
making like niceness her brand but then like you know kind of being a monster behind set yeah (laughs) and so whenever this happens i'm always like what do you think about this ellen thing and i'm like yeah it doesn't surprise me at all no (laughs) but people who like aren't on twitter and are watching daytime television (laughs) might not know that (laughs) yeah no it'll be interesting to see apparently uh james corden might be taking over and twitter didn't have some didn't have I don't much understand positive. that. Would that wouldn't that be a step down for him to go from late night to daytime? Maybe I don't he'd know be the doing both. Two shows a day. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Know. I don't understand. I feel like that's too much. It's overexposure. If How much him, do you think James that. Corden is doing for his shows? I mean, it's. It's still a lot. When I went to see Jimmy Fallon, they're recording from like four to six. Yeah. And then you're still helping write monologue and running everything. Yeah. And he's not even Seth Meyers. That's two full time jobs. (laughs) And he's not even Seth Meyers, who's not a snub. But the other thing, yeah, I, I guess my automatic assumption was you would only be able to do one full-time thing like that because I assumed it was full-time, I guess. And he's, like, in the position. I mean, when you're the second up, like, you're kind of like, you know, if Kimmel ever stops, Corden's the guy, and that has to be the best spot. It's not important. Um, Seth Meyers absolutely should have been nominated. He's the he's the, the best out there right now. I also love, so we just both started following an Instagram account. It gives all these, like people share their their fan or their like experiences with celebrities and Seth Meyers yes. always gets like such like someone wrote in and he was like he was the best like I interned for him and he like learned everyone's names he was the only like only person from like what I understand when talking to other people that like after the internship he like sat down with all of us and he just answered everyone's questions and it wasn't like uh you get one question you get one question you get one it's like he like apparently literally just like sat there until there were like no more questions yeah <laughs> and he's and I like liked so it, involved I, uh... I love that, and I really think, and I think people could be like, well, he's still relatively new. Like, Ellen's been doing this for so long. But Seth was the lead writer of SNL for the 2000s. Right. Like, it's, he's been in control. Seth like, probably it's, has it's a more. great to hear. Yeah, he probably has, like, a more impressive resume than, like, most people on Late Night. Yes. And, and he's doing it better. And, and yeah, he's actually he's, putting out like a show, like not to be all like Aaron Sorkin-y, but that like I feel like he's <laughs> probably really proud of. Yeah, and I think he also he has always done the most to really amplify his writers. Like I feel like yeah. I know the voices of his specific writers so well, and like I mean, it just seems like a great place to work. That really was does. that was another <laughs> thing. Like people were saying that like he gives like due credit to all of his writing staff and like when they're like running through the monologue like he is yeah crediting the people who come up with stuff and so like that seems really cool too and it's exciting to like know the personalities he's so cute yeah like Amber Ruffin he'll come on and he'll be like oh this is an Amber joke and then like since she's been on a few times when he says that you're like oh yeah I know her I know how she is you know like yeah it's nice He's great. Um, yeah. Anything else? Now that we're 50 minutes in? 
Jesus. We can really talk. <laughs> to be fair, it's been a while. It has been it's a while. Jail. Should we make this like a couple hour long episode special? I actually do have a heart out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Whole Foods is closing for me in an hour and 20, so I got to get my ass over okay. there. Got to get my yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So no. we'll just keep running through. Um, we both watched a movie this week. Yes. Uh, that we both week. really enjoyed. That we both really enjoyed. Um, I we were supposed to see it probably at South by though I was telling Mike I was like honestly I don't think Meg and I would have prioritized this at South by I don't think so either we would have been wrong to but the other you never know what's like gonna be getting good buzz like I could see this getting good buzz but um the way that I am you would have been like oh this is getting good buzz and I would have been like a documentary yeah and then I'm also a stinker because in April, here is the Documentary Film Festival. So I would have been like, this is probably playing in April yeah, here. Cause... And it was going to. <laughs> and so then I would uh, probably try to prioritize something else over it. But um, I, I was I would have been wrong for that. I really, I really liked this a lot. Yeah, so what we're talking about is Boy State, which actually comes out this upcoming weekend. I think it comes out like mm-hmm. the 14th or whatever. The Yep. Whatever. Um, it's the 14th. Yeah. On Apple TV. Apple TV. It was basically a hit from Sundance. And mm. then, yeah, it was supposed to play at South By. Obviously, it didn't happen. But, I mean, I think it would have been fun for it to play at South By because I would have loved to see the whole cast here, you know, being that yeah. it is in Texas. Um, yes. But basically, I had never even heard of this camp. Obviously, yes. I wasn't like very, I wasn't very into politics as a teen. But the other thing is, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put us both on blast here. I talked to my mom. I think it's like a public school thing. Oh, <laughs> and we both yeah, went you to get... private school. Because <laughs> <laughs> you... my mom was like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Like they used to do that at my high school." And I was like, mm. "Interesting." I wasn't aware. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, yeah, so it's. I think you get nominated, and so there's mm-hmm. boy state and there's girl state, and. You were so funny because you were watching it about 10 minutes behind me. And you like I was like, why is this gendered? And then uh, <laughs> the love of our life, wh- whose name I am? Steven. Steven Garza. Uh, yeah. Steven Garza. He, like a second later, was like, why is this gendered? And then you text me and you're like, I just said, why is this gendered? And then a second later, Steven Garza said, why is this gendered? <laughs> um, who knows? Probably just because it really should not be gendered. Could you imagine anymore. though the difference though? There is so much chanting in this movie, and I'm like, this is just like weird, like male camaraderie. You don't know what vibes. to do, so you just start chanting USA because that's what like being a team is. I just I can't imagine what like demographic. Like I can think of guys that I would have known that would be interested in this. But being, like, a a woman who came from Georgia, which is a similar demo to Texas, (laughs) I cannot imagine any of my friends that would have willingly signed up for this as a female to, like, go... Well, I want to know fight what the good fight. I want to know what girl state does. Like, is it exactly, exactly. the same? Or if it like, was mixed, I can see the appeal. I don't understand why. I feel I don't like know. girl it's really, state has to be like in some way like offensively them trying to make it female like instead yes. of wearing the white boy state shirts they wear like pink like shirts pink. or like it's some very sort performative of some oh, bullshit God. you can only talk about like reproductive rights Ruth or Bader something. Ginsburg 
don't know. Women are only allowed to have opinions about reproductive rights, but men are also allowed to have very vocal oh God, opinions that was about like reproductive rights. That was the only thing that these kids, it was like gun safety or gun... Literally, the only, seemingly the only thing they talked about, and I understand it's Texas, and if you're running for office in Texas, these are probably some of your main things to talk about, but... And I'm sure, I'm sure 15 years ago it was gay rights, but that's not really as much in the conversation nowadays because it's legal, but so is abortion. Mm. <laughs> and to have so many 17-year-old guys in one room arguing about abortion without a woman in the room is like Shameful. fully bananas. But also that's politics, so great. I'm yeah. sure this is accurate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I so we watched it because Busy Phillips held a virtual screening and yes. she did a Zoom like Q&A with Renee and Steven Garza, the two, our two favorite. I'm really glad that Busy hosted this because right off the bat, they start interviewing people and I'm like, oh, it's a horror movie. <laughs> no, there's like so many of these kids, you're like, they're only 17 years old, but they're like fully like white nationalists or at they're least fully they're like close. Nazis. <laughs> like at best pieces of shit. But like really early on, I was like, this is not going to be like a good thing. But like Busy was like a really hopeful movie about the youth of tomorrow. And I was like, okay, Busy, I trust you. Well, so she posted about it on her Instagram story and she was like, we got a screener to watch Boy State and oh my God, I loved it. It was so great. Like I watched it with my whole family. Like my daughter Birdie watched it and she's like nine years old and she loved it. Um, and she was like, I did I immediately to- recommend it to everyone in my family. I like your dad reached out to fam. me and asked if he should watch it. And I was like, yeah, Bob, yeah. Meg watched it too. The spell fam group chat and was like, everyone pay attention yeah um log into the spell family uh, apple tv thing on friday <laughs> yeah but so uh i was happy that busy shared it as well because i was equally like why did she like this so much this seems very different and then like the whole time mike and i were trying to figure out like what's like how is this gonna flip i'm like obviously this is an a24 movie there has to be some like liberal politics in it and like early on they introduce you to a few liberals and i'm like but i just had no faith no they would get anywhere i know i was like oh my god is this just i was like i'm just gonna be so depressed if there's like five percent of this camp are trying to fight the good fight and the other 95 percent are yelling about seceding oh my god (laughs) <laughs> yeah um i was luckily so, it's a way they handle it as well as you could i think it's excellent yeah in the q a uh busy pointed out the like it seems like everyone's like really concerned about like gun control and abortion like more than i would imagine 17 year old boys would be like concerned about specifically the abortion one mm-hmm. and she was like were there other like really big topics that didn't make the documentary and Renee said that um, legalizing marijuana was like a, like mm. really big. They talked about that. That was like one of the biggest issues. But the documentary doesn't really cover that. But anywho, um, it's just like a really fascinating watch. Were the and conservatives pro or con? I guess historically they'd be con. He but was it's a saying, bunch of 17-year-old boys. Right. He was saying like <laughs> everyone was basically a libertarian where it's like 
conservative but smokes weed yeah. so yeah um, <laughs> yeah and so basically the the whole doc we can't i guess good thing that we took up so much time talking about like water bottles and emmys and whatnot yeah uh because we can't talk anything. about it too much but the doc basically it covers the span of this camp and like i said it's kids who are interested in politics and they get nominated and then in texas specifically it's um basically like how to run an election and so you mm-hmm. get to camp the first day you figure out what position you want to be in uh what you want to run for and then it's going <laughs> off to the races um, put together policies yeah run for governor there's like a chairman oh my god that's all sorts ben of stuff. guy oh my gosh yeah no i mean i think the first teen you get introduced to is like holding a ronald reagan act no he figure, has like he's I'm on like, the computer and he's like typing away in his or he's like what are the best speeches and his little yeah. brother was like who is this and he's like oh that's ronald Reagan." and it's like oh my god uh Jesus he's Christ. also just <laughs> at one him. point he compliments someone by saying everyone thinks you're really like ben shapiro <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we thought politics. It was, we thought it was so funny because um, in like the the when the kids are being interviewed, you see them on mm-hmm. this like lounge chair, and like yeah, they on really some of them, they're like on the really <laughs> lounging into it. We're like, who are these fucking seventeen year olds? The thing that's funny is I think as the documentary goes on, they, like, fall deeper into the couch. Because I think things start kind of formal, but then they kick their legs up by the end. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We both love Renee. We're Team Renee, Team team Steven. Uh, This is not a surprise. Apparently, Renee has zero interest in being a politician, but he hopes to still be in politics. And mm-hmm. Steven, I mean... Renee has some excellent zingers. Renee something to really look forward does. To. Also, <laughs> Renee glasses. says a few things, and I'm like, uh, he might be the smartest person. <laughs> this is really quick. He is very <laughs> quick with his zingers. It's mm-hmm. so impressive. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's so fun, and it's, it's like funny. It's the perfect amount of drama, because it's like high stakes, but it's so low stakes. Yeah, I mean, this is like a simulation. (laughs) Yeah, but it also, it very much like, I, like, we had like week-long school trips where at the end, you feel like you went to war with someone, you know? And it's like, we've been doing this 24-7, it's the only thing we've been focusing on, and then like you understand like it gets high stress and high intensity and very emotions are running yeah and you feel that in the movie because at the end you're like holding your breath and you're like this is a gendered camp for boys in texas like with esteemed alumni why do i care so much and like wasn't nixon yes and also like at the end of this like they're like nothing like very early on someone's like after like camp like what does the governor do and they're like we're literally basically only focusing on having yeah. an election then it's done yeah <laughs> like, i mean it's put a on week your resume long. but it's like that's well all. and then they have a national um convention yeah so then all of the it states just... kids can be to be the top dog honestly i mean i it's I, just I, bonkers maybe that i've never even family heard of wait. this i'll watch it again i enjoyed it a lot Oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, yeah. What else? Boy State. I guess recommendations. Boys in the House. Uh, I just finished I'll Be Gone in the Dark. 
Very much like that. Mm. True crime people. Right. Very much um, not my show. Very much not. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other recommendations. Uh, this death. podcast officially season two. supports. And season three. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Kaluuya. <laughs> this podcast does formally support Daniel Kaluuya. Here, I'm going to give you a clean take of that. This podcast formally supports Daniel Kaluuya as the best actor working. I, I think I like unanimously. Name a bad Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, <laughs> Remember you can't. Widow? You can't. You know what's so funny is that should new trailer watch, just came should out. Should we revisit skins? Is that insane? No, I've been thinking about it too. Because we also have, <laughs> oh, I, we both been watching The Great. Nicholas Holt, yes. Skins Kid. I've been taking it real slow, but mm. I am watching The Great. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very funny. Very much like the favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I think that's why I like it. I like want to like have a little taste of it. And then mm-hmm. like I don't I don't want to binge it. Yeah. And then your boy Dev, Skins as well. <sighs> but yeah, no, yeah, Daniel yeah. Kaluuya, I remember a couple weeks, months, who knows. I forget what it was, but, like, I just went down a rabbit hole, and I was just, like, manically texting you about, like, how phenomenal I think he is and, like, literally everything that he does. Probably Queen and Slim, because I didn't love Queen and Slim, but he is excellent in it. Every movie, He's never bad. every performance. Never bad. Was, like, never his bad. episode never bad. of um, <laughs> Black Mirror, so good. Like he's also like I love whenever this happens when Marvel shoots a movie and then in the meantime someone becomes a huge star and then they're like we should we need more Daniel Kaluuya and Black Panther. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe Black Panther is the one where he's like the most in the shadows, but that's just because he's like very much not uh, a main character. It's, it's, right, there's so much other stuff going on, like and like so many other more interesting characters. But are there more interesting actors? Michael B. Jordan, correct, but <laughs> but only in that movie. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little sad that Michael B. Jordan's not in. Is it Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah, but because it looks good. Um, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Yep. Yeah. But you know what? I'm excited for it. That trailer rocks. Great trailer. Holy. Very fuck. well done. My heart was pumping. I mean, we love a good trailer. And oh. nowadays, something to look forward to, anything. Yeah. I'll take it. Nowadays, just watching like a TikTok, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. enough stimulation I need. Like literally anything. Um, a TikTok can get me through a day. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm excited. That's that. And I'm happy to be back. And Happy to be back. Next week. Doing that sprint towards 100. That's almost our right. Episode. Almost two years. It's probably our two-year anniversary right about now. It was late August. Yeah. Actually, on my time hop, it was the our saved photo. Like, I created our um, logo today. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. So, I really think that's beautiful. Yeah. But no, so it's next It's been a great week, two years, Nor. Yeah, it has been. Next week, This is the most meaningful relationship. Does it make you angry that I'll outdate anyone else that you could ever marry? Uh, because we'll never stop doing the podcast. Acceptable? <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't make me sad because, as we pointed out, I am always perpetually trying to date people like you. Correct. So. Soulmates. So, yeah. But, yeah, so, so coming yeah. up, just, I guess, since we've been gone, I'll just say we're going to talk about Perry Mason. We're going to talk about Woo. I May Destroy You. Woo-woo. Um, probably get some Shit's Creek. Final Hell season, yeah. prepping for the Oscars. Emmy prep. Yeah. Or, oh, my God, Emmy. 
the Oscars. <sighs> LOL. The Oscars. <laughs> I wish. Remember the Oscars? That was a great night. Yeah. Number one. All right. Okay. I'm drinking so much water. I got to go pee. Let's wrap it up. All right. <laughs> well, Meg, good to have you back. Thank you very much. It's great to be back, Nora. It truly is. Good. Glad to hear it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com. <laughs>